All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic they were interested in, but they went to our website, which is techgumbo.net, and they sent us a question. And this week's question is, what's up with all these strange text messages I'm getting? Yeah, this is something that we've noticed too, which is why we, we liked this question this week. And, you know, they some of them are, you know, the standard, oh, it's a political organization who wants money from me. All right, whatever, go away. I'm used to that. But there's a whole new type of strange text message that's like, hello, Angela, how are you doing today? Would you like to go to the beach? My name's not Angela. I've had the same phone number since it was created, probably, in 2006. I don't get what this spammer is after. That's what's really confusing to me as well. It's not like they can push malware through an SMS. They can't really glean anything from the fact that they sent a text message. If I don't respond, if I do respond, all it's going to do is verify that this is my phone number and oh, by the way, this has been my phone number since 1996. It's not like that's going to change anytime soon. So what benefit does this have other than it just doesn't make a lot of sense? Yeah, because, I, you know, I got bored and responded to one of them. And so I said, yeah, sure, I'll meet you at the beach. What time and where? And they said, nine o'clock on Saturday at Gary Street. And I said, great, see ya. And they, they didn't text me back anymore. So it's not even like they were like, send me money. I genuinely don't understand what the goal of this is. Like, why is like, what is their, what are they ultimately after? Don't know. But you do need to, to be on the lookout when there are those text messages that come in that are obviously scams. You know, the postal service is never going to send you a text. The, you know, it's the same thing with, with, emails, basically, your bank is not going to send you a text saying, hey, we're about to close your account or those kinds of things. The the same, you got to click now, you got to got to got to hurry, you know, click on this link. Those things are just stuff you don't want to do. Absolutely. It's, it's everything that we say about emails. If you someone says, oh, your Netflix account is about to run out. If you're unsure, go directly to your Netflix account. If it, you know, go directly to your Apple account, go directly to your whatever and check it there. 
Because if it says it's fine there and you have a text message from a number you don't recognize saying something's wrong, trust what the actual website itself is telling you. And you know, don't click that link. If something says you won, congratulations, don't trust that either. You know, those are the obvious spam things that that's with you know, the classic traps. But the new ones are just baffling. Despite getting frustrated and and wanting to actually respond to them, you should never respond to them. Don't even don't even type stop because even when you just type stop, you're just confirming that you are still your phone number still active, and it's going to just mean you're going to get that much more spam. Yeah, it's a lot like clicking unsubscribe on the email. That yep, that option exists, but it's much better to just have a filtering software in place. I have the Google Pixel phone and, you know, it catches all those text messages and it puts them in a folder that I don't ever have to see. Every once in a while, I go look at it and scroll through and I'm like, yep, all of those are spam. And that's maybe once a month, I'll go look through it. It's just not worth fighting it because it's much easier and faster for them to pump out 50 than it is for me to sit there and click no, 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 unsubscribe, stop, up to 50 text messages. And you can go through the the trouble of blocking that sender. Very unlikely that they're ever going to send from that same phone number. So the best thing to do is just delete it and move on. The big story we wanted to talk about today was a lot more about security. And the first story just really, it seemed kind of innocuous at first. Amazon's buying Roomba. Oh, okay. Amazon buying some other company. No big deal, right? In classic Amazon fashion, it is not about the thing itself. It is about the data that can be vacuumed up from this new object. That's right. So Amazon spent $1.7 billion buying iRobot Corp. But it is not because Amazon wants to sell more of these autonomous vacuums running around people's houses. It's about the newest versions of these these Roombas, which maps out the inside of your house. And we bought one, oh, two months ago, and it does a decent job of mapping. Not a great job, but it's it has the basic layout of the house mapped out pretty well. But guess where all that information is going? About to head to Amazon. There is a tremendous amount of information that can be gleaned from this. Because right now, Amazon doesn't really know a whole lot about the inside of your house. It knows how many you know Alexa devices that you have. But it knows, did you name it bedroom? Did you name it kitchen, etc.? But now, all of a sudden, because it has the, the robot running around, it can say, oh... Your house is big. Your house is small. We know how how many rooms are in your house. We can tell all this other information, and it's just going to be a better way to target ads. That's right. They can know, oh, there's a whole bunch of toys that it keeps bumping into. There's a whole lot of pet hair that it, it has to suck up. It knows, oh, there's carpet. There's nice rugs. There's hardwood floor or it's a hard floor at least. And so as they're building all of this data, well, if you've got hard floors, they're not gonna wanna sell you ads for shampooing your carpets. But if, if it's all carpeted, well, they're not gonna sell, wanna send you ads for your hardwood floors. 
So it's just more acquisition of more data between the Alexa and Echo devices, the ring doorbells, that's all connecting everything together, your thermostat that's talking to, the internet of things that we've been laughing about and talking about for years is really happening now. This is exactly what that is, the internet of things that your vacuum cleaner is talking to, your light bulb is talking to your refrigerator. And at the time when we first said that, it was you know kind of ridiculous and far off, but here it is. And the thing that's driving it isn't Oh, you know, a Jetsons kind of look how cool we're in the future. It's Megacorp wants to sell you more ads. So they want, they want to sell someone else more ads. They want to sell you as the product to someone else. And that's what this is. This is they're going to learn even more about you. They're going to pick this information because the way that data works, it is multiplicatively more powerful the more you have. They can now tie this to if you're going to Whole Foods, they you know you know which Whole Foods you're shopping at, and they can tie this to that, and your Amazon Prime, and each one of these things are don't necessarily seem like they have a whole lot in common with each other, but whenever you have 10 million or 100 million people who you can build these profiles on and start to see all these patterns that emerge, they're gonna know more about you than you do, and they're gonna use it to give you a better ad. There are people out there like. Robert Weissman, who's the president of Public Citizen, a nonprofit consumer rights advocacy group, who's screaming from the mountaintop, this is a bad thing. His quote is, the last thing American and the world needs is Amazon vacuum, vacuuming up even more of our personal information. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's incredibly right. That's, that's what this is. It is entirely a data play because Amazon wants to spy on you. They want to be able to put together every single piece of your life to just figure out any possible intimate detail that exists because if they know it, they can give it to a product and that product can be advertised to you. This deal has not been approved by the Federal Trade Commission yet, but it's hard to believe that the FTC is going to actually shut it down. Would I love to live in the world wherever the FTC, you know, is more aggressive about monopolies and about megaliths like this? Absolutely. But that would be a dramatic shift in policy from where we are. I think they should be doing more to, you know, prevent megaliths like this. But it's really hard to have this be the test case. When you consider that now... Amazon is going to have cameras on your doors, cameras on your your Roomba. They've also trying to sell this Astro robot running around that is taking actual photos and of what's going on in your house. They're also talking about the security cameras. They're you, they're they've got your your thermostat and they've got these devices, these Alexa devices that answer questions for you. All of these things tie back to one big giant database. Does that make you feel comfortable? Nope. But the problem is, is that there's not really an alternative. That if if there was some, you know, robot that ran around that swept up my floors that didn't also sell my data, I'd love that. But it doesn't exist. And you have to think that if someone does build another robot, that they're going to get bought up by some other company because 
the data that that thing produces is far more valuable than the amount of money that I could pay to not have that happen. And if you think Amazon's stopping there, the next big thing is this drone deliveries. And now they've got a second town in the U.S. that they're expanding drone delivery to. College Station, Texas, the home of Texas A&M, about 115,000 people, most of them students. But this is the next shop wherever prime air drone deliveries will begin. And it's the same thing that, yeah, sure, this is a nice feature that's going to be delivered directly to you. But how much more data are they going to be collecting with this? Because for this drone to fl fly that package out there to your house, it's got to know, oh, well, I'm going to put it in the backyard. I've got to know about the backyard. i got to know, is there a pool? Oh, look, they have a pool. They probably need chemicals for that pool. Oh, look, there's a trampoline. That means they probably have kids. That's just more information that Amazon's building about you because now that drone has to look down into your backyard and start making some observations. Oh, and it also... Not only does it have to go into your backyard, but it's going to fly to get there, which means it's going to fly over all your neighbors' houses and it's going to look at their backyards. And so it might say, oh, you know, we, we know your address because you, you're an Amazon Prime customer. We know their address. Even if they're not getting the, the drone deliveries, we saw their backyard too. And we looked at that and can now sell them ads because we collected that data. This is, you are just putting a spy camera and just letting it roam around your town. And then that's what this is. It's just a spy camera with a really pretty face on the front of it. Because it's not going to fly underneath your carport. So then you get into weather issues. If you, if that package gets delivered around noon into your backyard, does it put it in the grass? Does it put it on the carport? Does it put it on the, the table that's on your, on your patio? And then what happens when it rains? What happens whenever people don't like the drone? People start fighting the drones. Is it considered an invasion of privacy? Because the drone has to have cameras. And so does it only travel above public roads? Well, you know, if I'm just a, a random private citizen and I know that it's looking into my backyard and I'm pissed about it, do I have any recourse or do I have to just let it happen? And how low can that drone actually get? Or does it does it stay at 50 feet and it lowers the package down? Does it actually go down to the ground in your backyard and then take back off? Are there trees nearby? Oh, if you've got a big tree in your backyard and that, that drone comes flying and it says, oh, nope, that's got a tree too close. Sorry, we can't deliver to you unless you want a tree service removal ad coming to you. What if you live in an apartment and, you know, you have a balcony, but... How do they deliver to those people? Do they just put it into a common area? There's a, a lot of logistics questions to this. There's a lot of privacy questions to this. This is such a fascinating experiment, but fascinating for all the wrong reasons. You know, that's a great question, though, because, I mean, if you're delivering to College Station, Texas A&M, all of those college students don't live in big, nice houses with big backyards. They're in dorms. They're, they're in apartments. Are the drones flying to those apartments? Are they? Is there a common drop-off area in the apartment complex? And you get a text or notification, hey, the drone dropped it off nearby. Go find it. 
is that how it works? That's that's kind of concerning. Well, we have systems like that. You know, if you have an apartment, maybe there's like a, a an area wherever all the deliveries are made. They don't necessarily go to your door individually. That's a system which kind of already exists. But again, if it's flying through an apartment complex, what if it's you know looks in my window and I don't want the drone looking in my window? Do I have and is this going to be common? Will Amazon just have a fleet of drones roaming through the skies? Is this the future that they are envisioning? What are the limitations on this? Because inherently, I am a transportation engineer. I look at freight delivery logistics. The idea of getting trucks off the road is a good one. You know, it frees up a lot of other resources. But ultimately, the question is, do I trust Amazon to do this the right way? And the answer is absolutely not. Going to be interesting to watch. We will we will keep an eye out for it. Any more stories come along, we will report back. This next story is just another reason why TikTok is so damn scary. The TikTok in-app browsers are basically key loggers, and it records every keyboard input or every screen that you tap, and it reports all of that back to the Chinese government. Yeah. TikTok has come back and said, oh, just because we are injecting something into external websites that monitors everything you do, that doesn't mean we're malicious. We're just trying to make sure that everything is running bug-free and that if we see any bugs in everything, then, you know, we'll, uh, we'll just take a note of that and work to fix it in the future because this is all the best experience for you that we have to monitor everything that you do. They're saying, no, we don't collect keystrokes or text inputs. It's solely, we only use that software for debugging, troubleshooting, and performance monitoring. Okay, really? You think we're going to buy that? The, the problem is, is that TikTok's actually not alone in this. The same group which found this found the same thing in the Facebook and Instagram apps. They're all spying on you. Everything is spying on you. Welcome to the future. When we can sit there and laugh and talk about how bad TikTok is, but oh, by the way, Facebook's doing it. Instagram's doing it. Probably Twitter because we talked about them earlier. (laughs) They've got no security. Why would you think anything different about them? It's just really, really amazing how much everything is being collected about everything. I would be okay with it if I were to see more direct value. If this company said, hey, you know, we collected this data about you. It was worth this many dollars. Here, I have to write you a check because that's your information that you created. You know, you get some of that value because... I am profiting off your existence, I'd be more okay with it. But there's a reason that we talk about Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google stocks as only going up and to the right. And it's because they're wildly profitable beyond anybody else because of all the data and value that they're gleaning from us. And if that's not enough, Microsoft has come out and said they're going to now put ads in the Outlook app if you don't have a paid Office 365 account. 
any device that you have, which is internet facing, if it is at least one mega company is collecting data on you, and at least another one is trying to sell you ads, at least one in both cases at all times, and you just have to hope that you know which ones are which. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show, or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.